0: It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Esler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday and another golf podcast. This week, we have the Arnold Palmer Invitational this one will be at Bay Hill Club and Lodge in Orlando, Florida. We got a huge field for this event here, Uncle Dave, returning champion from last year, Terrell Hatton. He will be on the board here this year with his odds at 18 to 1 to go ahead and repeat. Right now, this is as the fourth favorite. Before we get into this one here, Uncle Dave, why don't we go ahead and talk about, let's talk about Tiger for a quick second. You know, we all know the news about Tiger, you know, the injuries that he sustained from his car wreck last week, you know, broken bones, compound fractures, pins and rods. Uh, You know, he's, he's just a mess with his legs right now. You name it. Um, You know, it seemed to take, you know, quite a bit to put Tiger back together, which, you know, kind of sucks for, you know, the golf world. And we obviously wish him nothing but the best with his recovery, but uncle Dave, why don't you give it to me short and simple here? Quick question. Do you think Tiger's ever going to play golf again at the PGA level?
1: No, I honestly don't. To be honest with you, you know, I, he wasn't before, and I don't know if it's the, you know, the emotional toll that what he went through with his womanizing, and you know, couple that with his body falling apart, and he got into weightlifting and working out, and, and you know, he's just kind of, kind of like, I guess, you know, almost like bracing overly muscular, and and you have to do that, but you know, at his age, I don't think that's sustainable, and you got these young guys coming up there that. That don't have to work that hard to be in that kind of shape. So, you know, no, I don't. I mean, I think, you know, his legacy's already done I think in the PGA and I think well, you know, he's 45 and maybe in maybe in 5 years we see him doing a few senior tour events, but I would I would have to say that he's DONE done to be honest with you. I don't know. You know, I believe if it,
0: if his body allows him to walk and and swing a club without pain, that he'll probably play you know, maybe once or twice more, you know, maybe it'll just be a major, maybe the masters. Uh, I certainly don't think he'll walk away, um, you know, without, you know, the large crowds being present, you know, and announcing his retirement before an event. I I just have a feeling that that's the way that he'll eventually go out. I mean, I'm sure you, you'd like to see him out there. I'd like to see him. We'd all like to see him, you know, all all the golfers that that golf with them, uh, obviously would like to see him out there and be able to play with him one final time. Uh, So we'll go ahead. We'll wish him the best uh, in his recovery. Uh, Before we jump into this one here, Uncle Dave, let's go ahead. Let's circle back quickly to last week. Uh, Another winning week for us. You know, I gave out Morikawa, 45 to 1. That one, you gave out Webb Simpson, first-round leader. What were the odds on that, Uncle Dave? Because you hit that ticket, too. It had to be pretty decent.
1: I think it was 35 to 1, Sleepy.
0: So that makes like a, a 45 to 1, a 70 to 1, and a 35 to 1 uh, ticket cashes for us over the last two weeks. And you also gave out, you know, a couple top tens. I gave out a head to head that ended up winning, but uncle Dave, you know, you told our listeners, you know, that, that we dominated the, the golf world last year when it came to betting and the only real possible direction for us, you know, to go down. So, you know, after 70 to one 45 to one 35, to one, you know, cash and tickets the last two weeks, you know, how do you feel about your, your, uh, statement
1: today? Well, I mean the only way to go is down. I mean, when you hit the first round leader and the outright two weeks in a row, I mean you can't get better than that. I I guess we suppose we could get hundred and twenty to one guy to win, but I mean come on, sleepy. I mean we, we we do a good job, but I don't know that we're that good.
0: Well, I do have a hundred to one ticket um on my on my card for this week, Uncle Dave. But you know I'm just messing with you. You're correct. You know, we can only you can only keep a, a crazy string of monster tickets going for so long. But, you know, let's give credit where credit's due. You know, we we put the work in and we try like hell. And, uh, you know, we've we've gotten off to a pretty good start uh, this year. So, guys, we're going to go ahead. We'll give out the first round leaders again. We'll give out the head-to-heads, make and miss the cut, and uh, some of our favorite top 40, top 20 selections. Maybe we'll even throw in uh, top 10 as well. First round leaders, Uncle Dave, you're up first. You went ahead. You cast a monster last week. I'm going to let you go ahead and lead out. Who are you taking first-round leader this week?
1: I'm kind of glad I get to go first because you can't steal my thunder here. Uh, I know Rory's chalk at 9-1, to one, but I honestly like him better at 18-1 to one as the first-round leader, and one of the reasons I wanted to make that bet was to bring a couple of points up. If he doesn't have the first-round lead, we might get better odds on him to win between rounds because you know I do like him, and I think from week to week – you know, some of these guys go off nine to one, seven to one. I think last week uh, the, the the chalk was, was five and a half to one or plus 550. And, you know, that's, I mean, it's not bad to cash a plus 550 ticket, but that's not what we really look to do. And, you know, I think if you if you wait until after the first round and then make that bet, if he's, you know, we talked about this before, if he, you know, say he's four shots back after the first round, you'll get better odds. How much better, that's going to depend on, on how many people are between him and the leader. If he's four shots back and he's just second, and then the leader is somebody you don't expect to be there on Sunday, he's probably not going to get significantly better odds, but they're certainly not going to be any worse than nine to one. And, you know, I could, you know, if there were 12 guys between them, but they were all uh, elite golfers, you know, Rom and and DJ and whatnot, then then you'd probably get some really good odds. So anyway, and that's the way I, I kind of approach these chalky guys is, I mean, I'm going to bet in first round, uh, if they don't get out of the gate well, providing they don't shoot a 78 or, or whatnot, uh, we'll wait to in between rounds. But anyhow, moving right along, uh, Brendan Todd, 80-1, to one, uh, 68 here last year in round one. I think only four players went lower. Missed the cut two weeks ago at the Genesis, played poorly by his standards, uh, but went 67-69 on the weekend last week, PGA leader in driving accuracy, fifth in shots gained, putting. I think that's a bargain. Sam Burns, uh, 68 first round here again last year, and again only four players lower. Uh, he missed the cut two weeks ago at the Genesis, and 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 now I think he's had a week off. I believe he played five straight weeks before that. Uh, Harris English at 66-1. to one, uh, T9 here last year, maybe a bit undervalued off a of final round, 80. He's still 20th in the World Golf Rankings, 10th in birdie average, 30th in shots game putting. I also like him plus 225, top 20. He's had five top tens this season. And, of course, y'all know somewhere I'm going to use Will Zellatoris, first-round leader, top 30 type guy. But those are the guys that I'll be sort of shifting around as potential first-round leaders. All
0: right. Well, I got a couple long shots here myself here, Uncle David, and they certainly are long shots. But I feel, you know, I have a little bit of merit here with my handicap. First off, you know, I get some good golfers here that have been at the top before. Uh, At this particular tournament. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Hendrick Stenson. Now he has to know this course very well. He's been here a ton of times. And he literally lives. You know just blocks away from this course. So my thinking is. You know he knows this place well. He might have actually played a few rounds there. Over the last few months. And therein lies my concern. You know he's been off for. You know three months now. But you know why come back for this particular tournament. If you've been off for three months. Well my guess is that. He feels very comfortable. You know, maybe he needs to make some money, and uh, he thinks he could actually do well here. You know, if you go back and you look at his stats here, a ton of rounds, Uncle Dave, in the 60s. Uh, he had some low 66 rounds here, multiple 66 rounds, and a 64. You know, those type of rounds, you know, they'll cash a ticket here at this event. And I think at this course, you know, a 64 uh, could probably go in and get the job done. You know, to be a first round leader, and he's done it. You know, he's floated around that number a bunch of times. So I'll go ahead. I'll play him. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a shot here. I, f- I feel like this is this is a shot here with Ricky Fowler. I'm not exactly sure what's up with Ricky right now. 118th in the FedEx standings. But Fowler, like Stenson, you know, he knows his place rather well. He's finished here very high. He had a T3 finish here not too long ago. Fired a 65 here. A few more other rounds in the 60s. I just feel like like Ricky has to eventually step on the gas pedal here at some point. You know, he's either going to go for it or or he's not. And I feel like, you know, he's going to go for it maybe in this event. I think he's going to go ahead and try to take uh, some chances here, push the pace, be aggressive. Look, these guys are all rich, Uncle Dave. You know that. But, you know, we all live, you know, a certain way. And he's brought in very little money you know, as a professional golfer over the last, you know, six, seven, eight months, just like $300,000, you know, he's like had $15,000 events, you know, and I don't know how these guys live, but, you know, that's not a lot of money for, you know, these professional golfers. It's just, it's just not. So I wonder if money's motivation enough. I wonder with, you know, being 118th in the FedEx, if that's motivation enough, you know, I if I could get Stenson right now at 90 to one, to be the first round leader and Fowler at 66 to one, Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll use them. I'm only going to put pizza bets on these, Uncle Dave. You know, these are true long shot tickets. So uh, that's what I'll do. I'll take Kenson and I'll take Fowler to go ahead and be my first round leaders. Let's jump over to make and miss the cut here, Uncle Dave. You know, we didn't have these wagers at our disposal last week, being that, you know, it was a no cut event at the WGC, but we do have them this week. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and go first. I won't steal any of your thunder. Who do you have this week to go ahead and make and miss the cut?
1: Well, just one guy, and, and, but first, I want to digress. you know you said you're only going to put pizza bets on those those long shots, first round leaders. And I think as a tout, I don't think you want to do that. Like I think if they lose, you can say, ah, we only pizza bets. If they win, but man, I put like two units on them, so you know, let's not give away the score just yet there, buddy. Um, you know, these make and miss cut things to me. Uh, you know, most of the guys they list are like super chalky. Uh, or just really not enough value to take the, the, the miss the cut. Uh, but I did play one. Cam Davis is minus 265 to make the cut. And I think that has some value. If you put a half a unit on it, it's like playing minus 137 and a half, if you will. But the kid's been playing well. He's made the cut in nine or 10 events he's played. So by rights, this probably should be a higher number. So that's the only one of those I'm going to play, Cam Davis, to make the cut.
0: All right, well, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go ahead and play somebody to go ahead and miss the cut, and that's going to be Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood, you know, he's taken off like the last three months, and he made his return to golf, you know, last week, and he was plus two at the WGC, and right now in the FedEx standings. He's absolutely miserable, 164th. So I think with the long layoff, and, and it's not like, you know, Fleetwood has been, you know, anything special over the last year. I mean, have we really seen him? you know, creeping around the top of the leaderboard over all the events over the last year. I simply haven't Fleetwood's missed the cut here last year. He put up a 76 first round, 76 second round, you know, for a guy like Fleetwood, I would probably feel pretty good if he was golfing well, but that's just simply not the case. And I can catch a plus 240 ticket here with Fleetwood to go ahead and miss the cut. I'll do that. You know, I just hate the inconsistent golf and inactivity from him right now. So that's what I'll go ahead and do. Tommy Fleetwood to go ahead and missed a cut plus 240 head to heads. Not sure if you got any head to heads here, uncle Dave, you actually had mentioned one of the guys. How about if I go ahead and lead this one off? I cashed my ticket last week with Brendan Todd over Woodland. I was looking to go ahead and fade Woodland again here, uncle Dave, but no such luck. They had him listed absolutely nowhere. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Brendan Todd again, and I'm going to play him over Siwoo Kim, you know, Todd coming off an impressive minus seven at the WGC and Kim, well, he's missed the cuts here the last three years straight. Kim has golfed, you know, a good bit here, but uh, he's had more miserable finishes than he's even had average. I feel like I should be a much bigger favorite right now. Uh, right now, Todd just minus 112. So they got me hook, line, and sinker here, Uncle Dave. Plus, you know, I, I just put money on Todd last week, got some money. So I'm going to go ahead, Uncle Dave. My uh, my solo head-to-head here is going to be Brendan Todd minus 112 over Siwoo Kim. Not sure how you feel about that one. What do you got here, Uncle Dave, for a head-to-head matchup?
1: I like Todd this week as well. I think we'll probably get to him in a bit. Um, I've played one so far I like a lot, but there's only one that I could kind of justify was Sebastian Munoz over Matthew Neesmith for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's only minus 117. And there's a few people I respect that I do talk to about this, and, and most of them almost unanimously seem to like Munoz this week. And I get why. He was first in shots gained that approach shots last week. And, you know, that's a, that's obviously a big deal. Um, the caveat there is Neesmith is the tour leader in grades and regulation, which is why it's only minus 117. But I'm going to go ahead and, and and sort of piggyback a few other guys i like. I don't know that they have Munoz over Neesmith specifically, but they do like Munoz to do well this week. So I'm going to play him in a head-to-head.
0: All right, good stuff from us on that one. Let's jump into some top 40s and maybe some top 20s. I'll go first here, Uncle Dave, on this one. I got one. I'm going to go ahead and play top 40 plus 275 on Keith Mitchell. Now, look, a lot of people might not know who this guy is, but uh, this guy's been here twice, and that was last year and the year before, and he finished T5 last year and T6 the year before. You know, he actually resides pretty close to this venue. He's in southern Georgia there, and he's been off for a few months too but it's not like the guy can't golf well, you know, he struggled probably over the last few tournaments, but I can't ignore, you know, the strong finishes that he's had at this particular event. You know, I think he's been golfing here. Uh, it's just mysterious, you know, like these guys making these returns who have been off for, you know, three, four months. And it's like, Oh, you're right. We're going to go back and we're going to play this particular event. The fact that he's done so well here, I have a feeling he, he's either been here golfing on his off time and he feels really strong. I think he'll probably be really motivated and confident uh, with his play at this course in the past. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Keith Mitchell top 40 two seventy five. I think that one's worth the shot. How about you, Uncle Dave? You got any top forties or top twenties? I got a
1: bunch of guys sleepy. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but uh, your boy, your boy, Brendan Todd, he played really well on the weekend last week, 67, 69. You know, he's a one to win. Um, but I think, Plus 200 top 30 is like super doable. Uh, Before the miscut at the Genesis, he'd had six straight tournaments of minus 11 or better. I think five of the 12 tournaments he's entered this year, he's been T25 or better. So I think, you know, plus money top 30 is a no-brainer. That'd be my top 30 of the year. Uh, You mentioned Hatton. He played well in the weekend last week. He's obviously the defending champ, which you never get great odds on, which is why I think he's a better bet top 20 at minus 110. You know I'm going Victor Hovland. I mean the guys, the guy's just ridiculous lately. I'm, you know I may find him to win too, but I think uh, a second, a second, a fifth, and a first in four of his last five events. You know I, I like the way the guy recovers. I mean he ended up two shots off the lead last week, and he had a friggin' eight. So I'm going to use him until he falls apart. And he he's got the second best scoring average on on tour. Um, Jason Cockracks another guy. Um, probably T30. I think he's only minus 105. He's not bad. Consistent last week. A 70 and 369s. He's made the cut in six straight events. He's a great putter. Two top 10s and a 17th of FedEx Cup points. Three birdies on his final nine Sunday. So he's coming in hot. Jason Day, um, I'm going to play him. I don't know where, top something or other. He's been playing well. Uh, and this is the tournament he withdrew from last year, actually, to have back surgery. You know, the caveat. And this is his first back-to-back event since last November, so you know he could do anything from win to miss the cut. Uh, so I'll use him in a in a top twenty, top thirty, wherever I think I can find the value. And those are the guys I'm looking at for sort of top something or other. Sleepy.
0: Yeah, I was looking at day two myself, Uncle Dave, and there was a head-to-head actually that I was thinking about playing, but I didn't plug it into my sheet here, so. Maybe I'll go ahead and I'll put that out on Twitter uh, as soon as I locate that again. I think that was over there, at FanDuel. All right, Uncle Dave. Let's get into our winners. Let's see if we can make it. Let's see if we make it three in a row. I I have a feeling that we can. Um, I have three guys. I'm not sure how many you have. I'm pretty sure you probably don't have any of the guys that I have here, Uncle Dave, because you had told me, you know, that you were, you know, kind of falling on some of the guys near the top, and I fell with, with a bunch of guys here at the bottom. So I'll let you go ahead. Rip and run first. Who do you got to go in and win the event this week? He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives and his amazingly bizarre behavior. He's on the 17th green right now, having a little trouble closing out his day.
1: Oh, you know, I don't know. I guess if I had to put like my entire bankroll on one guy, uh, it'd probably be Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, T-9 here last year, second two years ago. And you look at his numbers, he's 23rd in shots gained totally. He just doesn't have many holes in his game. He can struggle in the greens at times. But T5 two weeks ago, a T11 last week, I think he's flying a little bit under the radar here. I think 25 to 1 is a bit of a bargain. And I believe I saw him plus 125, top 20. So that's one. Um, Sanjay Im is another guy that, you know, he, he's sort of trendy this week. But, you know, I am just kind of used guys here that I haven't already used. Um, He was third here last year. He's he's made 13 to 14 cuts, which, you know, so you got to make the cut first. 27th in Greens in regulation, which I like because he's not a great Sam player. Uh, Almost like him, plus 125 T20, just as well, but he's 22 to 1. And Sam Burns at 45 to 1. You know, he's made the cut in nine of 10 events. It wasn't that long ago he had a commanding third round lead at Riviera before he kind of fell apart. But I looked, and he had played five straight weeks to that point, uh, so you know maybe he's a little tired. Took last week off. Um, he's had three top tens and ten starts, so forty-five to one for Sam Burns, I think, is a is a good value bet there. So those are the three guys I'll I'll put at the top for the time being. Fine, all right, yeah. Well,
0: you're fine. Bye bye. All right, well, you did you did pick one of my guys here, Uncle Dave. So that makes me that makes me happy. I'm glad you didn't mention Rory, as I had mentioned. Rory, he's gonna be nine to one, which I think that's just insane, you know, to go ahead and bet a guy to win a tournament with you know those particularly low odds, but you know, you gotta beat a hundred guys. So I'm not looking at any of the favorites this week. I think my best my best guy here is gonna be a twenty-four to one. That'll be Sun J M. I don't know how the hell you don't take this guy. You know, he's been here twice and he's been third both years. So a twenty-four to one, go ahead and give me Sun J M. And I'm going to go and I'm going to take a shot here with Charlie Hoffman. Now, this is a 100-to-1 ticket. You know, Hoffman's done here four out of the last five years. Um, He had a second-place finish here, a 13th-place finish last year. He has a couple top 20s, and he's been golfing decent. He just fired a minus 13 at Pebble Beach for a T7 finish, and he took off last week. So he should be, you know, rather fresh. So I'll go ahead. I'll play Charlie Hoffman at 100-to-1. Why not? Now, I like this one a lot. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Mark Leishman at 55 to 1. Listen, this guy has a win, a T2, a T3, T7, 17th place finish, T23, T31. Uh, this dude knows this course inside and out. He's golfed here really well. You know, a 55 to 1. How the hell could you go ahead and pass that up? So that'll wrap up my winners there, Uncle Dave. Sun JM 24 to 1. Leishman, 55 to 1 in my long shot for this tournament on Charlie Hoffman to go ahead and win at 100-1. Well, Uncle Dave, that'll wrap up the podcast. Hopefully you do well. Hopefully I do well. I think we'll go ahead and uh, hopefully have another profitable week. I hope you'd certainly go ahead and cash a couple more of these big tickets for our listeners. You guys can always find us on Twitter at SleepyG underscore pregame and at Dave underscore Essler. And you can follow us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com with that said like to wish you guys all the best of luck enjoy the games